You're listening to The Impulse Forum, where imagination, education, and inspiration create enterprise. What is the pulse? The pulse is the burst of imagination combined with the creative drive to pursue your true purpose. For our first full episode of the Impulse Forum podcast, I wanted to interview our host, Mark the Voice Valadez, pastor of New Beginnings Community Church in Napomo, California. Pastor Mark and I have been friends for several years and have worked together in youth ministry at the Coastal Christian School's Spiritual Emphasis Camp. Without his continual encouragement, support, and participation, this podcast wouldn't have become a reality. Mark's inspiring story is a prime example of the philosophy of intrinsic design, that our gifts and talents point us to our calling and true purpose in life, and that as you pursue the pulse, doors of opportunity will open before you. So what about you, Mark? Like, uh, your, your story is fascinating as well as, as far as uh, how, how long have you been interested in announcing games, really specifically, Dodgers? and Right. Well, first... Um, I was raised in a Christian home and went to church, and I, just like you, Kevin, I loved history. I loved reading um, about you know reading the Bible and about Jesus and and Adam and Eve and all those guys. And um, when I was seven, the pastor had come by and was visiting, and he had told my mom, you know, Mark has the makings of a minister of a pastor, and I never forgot that. But I didn't want to go i wasn't going into the ministry because my pastor called me you know because like some some guys that i was at had gone to bible college with their moms or grandmas called them into the ministry right right. they found that it wasn't the lord the lord that they were supposed to be ministers as painters or or whatever uh so then is um and going to elementary school you know we play sports at recess and so the older I got, uh, the more I really enjoyed that. My dad was a, a football and track star in high school and in college. And, and he had been offered contracts by the Rams, the Giants, and the Packers back in the 50s. But um, wasn't making any money, married to my mom. Uh, I think my sister was on the way. And he loved teaching. Mm. And so he went into to being a teacher and eventually a, a counselor. Yep. And so... GHS. Yeah. And so with me, the, I remember listening to Vin Scully, um, at nighttime and Dick Enberg, Dick Enberg would announce the Rams and the angels and excuse me, of course, Vin Scully did the Dodgers. And I remember thinking, man, how they make it sound and watching them on TV was just so exciting. I wanted to be a part of that. So I was in sixth grade and I went, um, I was living in Ontario, California, and it was majorly smoggy. And so I had a paper out for two months, but I earned enough money to buy a cassette recorder and some cassettes and some batteries. And so I would sit in front of the TV and turn down the volume and pretend that I was those guys that was doing the announcing. And so then in high school, um, I played basketball my freshman year and my sophomore year and got hurt. And, um, the varsity coach was really tough. And I thought there's no way I'm playing for that guy. I don't love it that much. 
Uh, and so I met, really missed basketball my junior now, year. Now, is this down south or up here? Uh, thank you. So we had moved up to Arroyo Grande. So you're at AGHS now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, right after I graduated eighth grade. And yeah. so I'm at AGHS. And uh, so my senior year, I went to Coach Passell and said, hey, Coach, I, could I announce the games? Yeah, sure, Valdez. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Valdez. Yeah, sure, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, I man, I was so nervous, and um, and I had a deep voice, um, and I would watch the Laker when I watched the Laker games. I heard the guy in the background say Jerry West, you know, and, that, and I thought, wow, now that sounds really cool too. So that really piqued my interest, <laughs> and so I thought, well, I want to bring that to Aurora Granny. And so that was 42, 43, it'll be 43 years ago now this year uh, that I started announcing. And so that's how I would announce it was uh, like that guy. So it'd be like Gary Hughes or Hugh Doey, you know, kind of thing, or a fellow number 20. And so I, I really got into that. And so when I, um, well, I, I felt like I was supposed to be um, in the ministry of some kind. Uh, I remember telling a friend of mine when I was in sixth grade, um, I said, you know, he said, well, Mark, what do you think you want to do? And this guy was in uh, senior in high school. And I said, I think I would like to be a sportscaster and I'd also like to be a youth pastor. He said, really? I said, yeah. I said, I know I'm not a teenager yet and I'll go through my stuff, but teens are really going through, you know, they're going through it. I'm seeing what my sister is as a teenager and and i said yeah i know they really need a lot of help and i probably will too but that's what i like to do is at is, 12 years old uh-huh wow. yeah be a youth pastor and and sportscaster wow so my as i was graduating high school right after that um i had like a partial scholarship to azusa pacific and uh, but i got a, a really good job at safeway in san luis Obispo. Started dating uh, this girl who became my wife, Becky, and got a car. And uh, I said, God, if you want me to be in the ministry, then I'll pay for my own education. But I want to be a sportscaster. So I went to Cuesta, and I was like the sports director there for at least a year dealing with the radio stations. So I would um, follow the Cuesta athletics and then i would call like kvec you know this is mark with kvec news sports news and then say what happened basketball football or you know whatever cuesta was doing and you're doing that and working at the grocery store yes yeah and dating becky okay yeah and i was coaching a boys basketball team as well is he at that uh, time of life (laughs) yeah i know it seems like some things never change i guess i i never learned um and so, yeah, so announcing and announcing Cuesta basketball games oh, too. But uh, you also were doing AGHS all this time, right? Correct. Yeah, because that that's been. Uh, I mean, that's how many years now? Forty-two. It'll be forty-three this year. Wow. Yeah, since my senior year, and AGHS was always my priority. So if oh, okay. I could do Cuesta, then I would fit the Cuesta games in. Uh, but the main thing was to always do the AG games. So then my last year at Cuesta um, was when I really felt the call into the ministry. My wife, well, we were engaged at the time, so um, there was a lady that wasn't going to be able to do children's church that day. 
This was at uh, Grover City NAS before it became New Life. And so Becky said, yeah, um, Nancy can't make it, so we're going to do it. I'm like, I'm not doing any children's church. What are you talking about? She said, yeah, yeah, and you're going to tell the story. And I'm like, no way. So if you know my wife, of course, I did the story. Uh, <laughs> and, and as I was sharing the story with the kids, Kevin, just an incredible feeling came over me. I just wanted to start preaching to the kids mm-hmm. and that you need Jesus. And then afterwards, as we were walking out of the fellowship hall, that the classroom where the kids were, I heard an audible voice say, Mark, you will not just minister to young people, but to people of all ages. And so I looked around, I said, Becky, did you hear that? She said, what are you talking about? I said, you didn't, you didn't hear that. She goes, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm thinking, I need some good meds right now. <laughs> so anyway, I talked with my pastor and um, he said, well, you can go, you know, this school or that school. So uh, we chose to move to Colorado Springs and go to the Nazarene Bible College there. Wow. Um, and because I was studying to be a senior pastor. So while we were there in the church that we were at, um, we started working with the kids and really loved working with the kids, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. And the guy that was working with the the teens, he was leaving to take, he was graduating and was going to take his first pastorate. So he said, the pastor told me that you're going to start working with the teens. I said, what? The pastor doesn't know what he's talking about. I love working with these guys. He said, well, I'm leaving. We're moving out tomorrow. So can I give you all the teen stuff? I go, yeah, okay, sure. Go ahead. So I went to tell the pastor he was wrong, and he said, Mark, I really see you with working with youth. So we started working with youth, and, and that was it. What year was that? That was January of uh, 1983 is when we officially took over then as youth pastors. So when did you wind up back at, uh, at New, uh, Life, New Life, which was now New Life, right? Nazarene Community Church, I think, believe. Is that what? Yeah, uh-huh, that, yeah. Yeah, Back New then. Life Community Church yeah. of Nazarene. Yeah. Yeah. So I graduated from Bible college then in eighty four, went to Las Cruces, New Mexico as youth pastors for a year. And um at that time then a friend of ours, her mom died. They flew Becky and I back to Grover Beach to do her funeral. And at that time Pastor Larry had contacted me, Larry Pitcher, and said we're looking for a youth pastor. Would you and Becky consider coming and being our youth pastors? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, but we're thinking, oh, this is too good to be true. Come back to our home church where our parents go. And, you know, and, and so we, when we flew back, um, to do the funeral, then we met with pastor Larry and, and his wife, Sandy. And he said, well, we want you guys to come. So we felt led that we were supposed to do that. So we were here from 85 to 88, and our first Sunday in the new building at New Life was in um, Easter Sunday in April of 87. So I got my gymnasium. I had a wow, gym. Yeah. That's pretty uh, remarkable. You yeah. had a lot of kids showing up then, too. Yeah, we grew from like 30 to 300, and we were having over 100 kids come into youth group uh, on Wednesday, on Wednesday night. night. Yeah. Remember Wednesday night services? They were so cool back in the day. Yeah. And then <laughs> then we felt like we were supposed to leave. And so we left. New Life had grown from 650 to 1200 during that time. So we went to a church of 12, which the average age was uh, 70. 
So payday was a little bit different. Uh, the atmosphere was a little bit different, but it was an it was an awesome time. We were there seven years and felt led to get back into youth ministry. So, so you went to, that was in Ohio, Ohio, Ohio um, by Ventura. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're ministering to elderly, but feel called back into youth ministry, right? Because while we were in Ohio, the church grew, and we were getting younger families. It took. It took a number of years to get some younger families um, with kids. And then we, Becky and I started doing the youth group uh, there in Ojai. And so I'm like, I don't know, Becky. I'm starting to feel led back into being a youth pastor. And she's like, wow. are you serious? I go, I know. I know. I can't believe this. So there, uh, Ron Salisbury had come. Uh, and he was there at the time and he had hired when he came, he brought his youth pastor from Lancaster with him. Uh, then Bo Castle felt led to move on. And, uh, so someone had called me and said, Hey, um, Bo's not going to be with us much longer. He's moving to a different state. And I said, you know, they said, would you ever consider coming back? And I said, yeah, it's been seven years, but yeah, I feel led to come back. And what year is this? Uh, this was 95. 95. And so Ron, Pastor Ron called and said, I hear that you would consider coming back. Yeah. And so it took a while, but one thing led to another. Then we came back. And during that time, uh, I had an associate, Keith Stevenson, who was phenomenal. He's a phenomenal guy. And we grew from 40 to over 600 kids. And we were having over 250 kids coming uh, midweek to youth group. Oh my gosh. It was an exciting time. Now, when was the, uh, you guys had some building projects going on then. Were you part of that where they started developing the, um, or did that come later? Oh, the Vertex? Vertex? Um, that was later. That, that was, was later? after I okay. left. Yeah. It's the, the groundwork though is definitely laid because you guys are having so much, where do you put all these people in the gym, I guess, right? Right. And, um, if the teens came, then the parents came. Right. And so then that was a part of, so while we were at New Life, the youth group grew uh, a lot and uh, the church grew to, from like 1,200 to oh, 2,000. And so it was exciting to, to see that go on. So 30, well, that was been a little while, 40 something years in the ministry. Yeah, well, I actually, let's see, we started teaching the kids in the spring of 82, so 38 years. 38 years. Yeah, wow. and then we switched to youth ministry in, in January of uh, 83. Yeah, I immediately uh, started, I became a Christian in my uh, February of my senior year, 1988, and immediately felt the burden to start sharing with kids i had a very i I just had an emotionally turbulent um teenage years and and got involved in drugs and alcohol and partying and all that stuff and when i became a christian god did signs and wonders in my life and when i finally surrendered my life to him it was like i immediately wanted to share um because I had gone through all those years feeling disconnected from my parents, disconnected from adults, and um, I had, you know, loved and had good friends, but felt alone, you know, mm-hmm. felt alone in my journey. And mm-hmm. when I became a Christian, suddenly I had the Lord Jesus who loved me before the foundation of the world and had a plan for my life. 
before I was born. He knew me, it says in Jeremiah. You know, and, and to know that, that God the Father loved me unconditionally, and that he says, I will be with you even to the end of the ages. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He who comes to me, I will in no way cast out. You know, you, mm-hmm. I hold you in my hand and no one can take you from me. Mm-hmm. The, that commitment to know that he's committed to me like that and to know that um, and then to be put in a church community where people immediately started loving on me and, and a place where I could share the deepest, darkest secrets with people who would love me unconditionally. Right. And I want to share this really quick. When I got into, I immediately got into worship uh, music ministry. It was just like I was sitting out in the audience <laughs> and I'm going, I could do that. Uh-huh. I was just like, I could do that. And the the worship leader, uh, Jerry Linhart, God bless him, is up in Oregon right now. He spent time uh, he invited me over with his wife and family and let me uh, come over for dinner. And And one time he was working with, I was playing the saxophone and he was at the piano and he said, Kevin, you've got music. It's all inside there. It's all locked up right now. Mm-hmm. And God's going to open that up and bring all that out. He's so like, right now it's like struggling to get out of there, what you've got. Uh-huh. But God, you're you're going to be able one day. It's going to be free, and you're going to be able to release all that and to share that with people. Wow! And it was such a you needed to hear that. Oh my gosh! Because I was all bound up inside. It's like emotionally messed up. Sure. Just it's like we, and it's like you know, it's a process. You become a believer, and then God does a work of healing and restoration. And and um, yes, but to have somebody. Take that time to believe in me, and to, and then you know as things go along, it's like he he wound up discovering, uh, you know, foibles and, and and just putting up, being able to put up with you, being able to put up with your antics and stuff. I made a lot of mistakes back in the early days, and still making mistakes, but not as as grand as they were back then, and uh, and public. And, yeah, uh, we're all works in progress, right? So it's like, but to have somebody do that, it's like, that is exactly how I felt with, as a, as an 18, 19, 20, it's like, you know, kids in high school, kids in junior high, they're just like, it's a world of fear and anxiety and, and, uh, uh, lack of confidence and just all that stuff. And to be able to go, you know what, here's a place and we love you. We love yes. you, and the, more importantly, the Lord loves you and has a plan for your life and a purpose for your life. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, and Kevin, um, what I have heard over the years is different kids have come back to me that I've met um, on the basketball court um, or you know the athletic field, and they had said, you know, I so looked forward to you saying my name after I made a basket. Um, and the AG coach told me a few years ago, um, he said, yeah, I just met with two parents actually recently, two different parents. And they're, they were wondering if you were going to be doing the announcing this year because their kids have said it's a lifelong dream for Mark Valadez to announce my name. And, and I just wanted to enhance the atmosphere make it more exciting for the fans and for the players and 
that I was really humbled with those comments that, well, yeah, I want the kids to feel good about themselves and hear their names, but for for some, I I didn't realize it was such a, a great impact. Uh, just just seeing someone's name in a microphone, you know. Yeah. yeah, kids need that validation. Yeah. Well, that's powerful, and that's you know one thing. I before we go, I, I want to speak to so. Imagine after being in youth ministry and ministry in general for 38 years, there might be times of discouragement (laughs) (laughs) and trouble and, and hard and like, uh, and like the speakers that we're going to be interviewing, you know, it's like they didn't get to where they were through, like, it wasn't a straight path. It was probably windy, like a roller coaster up and down and, and a lot. And, and to, to that point about how you don't know the kind of influence that you're making on somebody. So a couple of years ago, uh, and you and I have been involved in Camp Challenge and, and the Spiritual Emphasis uh, Camp that S- the Coastal Christian School does each year. They do a three-year. They didn't do it this year. So two years ago, I was thinking, am I done? Am I done with this? Am I, is this my time about up doing music here? And I had actually brought my daughter and a guy named Adam Arcata Payne out to lead worship with me because I was thinking, I'm going to turn this over to Adam next year because mm-hmm. I'm done. And because I, because I'm almost 50 years old, and it's like you know, I, it's for a young man's game, right? It's somebody else is gonna. And so that year, that year, two students had an encounter with God. They were brother and sister, completely separate. They both had an encounter with the Holy Spirit while I was singing, and they told their mom, and their mom told me a few months later. They she said. Both my son and my daughter came to me and said they they had this encounter with the presence of God, and all it was was a guy up there playing the guitar. Wow! And it was like they the Lord did something, and I'm not even aware of what He's doing. <laughs> right? All and, you're doing is playing the guitar and singing some songs. And it's like there's and but it changed their life, both of them, and. He that kid comes so I did a chapel service and he comes up and he goes I got this twelve string guitar because this is what you were playing up at the at the retreat and it was like okay maybe I shouldn't maybe something's going on here <laughs> so and yeah um, so we God is doing something even when we're discouraged even when we're off the beaten i mean we're off the path ourselves. <laughs> we are confused we're and what's great about that is just the last week that kid came and led he played lead guitar at the worship service that we that we did for saint john's and wow. it was just like awesome it's happening again uh-huh. you know it's like when god calls you to ministry it's like you i don't think you get to retire actually no it's no, like it's it's like you know it's not a vocation like uh something you choose it's something that chooses you yes yeah well um i know that you know time is up and, yeah. and we need to get going but um kevin i'm so looking forward to what is gonna happen through this impulse forum as we um do it this way mm-hmm. instead of doing it in person so until next time yeah so I'm Mark Valdez, and I'm here with the brains behind the Impulse Forum, Kevin Colton. And thank you for tuning in, and yeah. may you have a great day and an awesome week. All right.
Take care. God bless. The Impulse Forum is a production of Social Clicks Digital Marketing. Get your business dominating on the digital street. Visit www.socialclicks.com to set up a complimentary consultation. Special thanks to our sponsors, Ed Car Carry and Mega 97.1 FM, to New Beginnings Community Church of the Nazarene in Napomo, and also special thanks to our logo designer, Stacy Morse, at Gino My Creative. Our host is Pastor Mark Valadez. This episode was written and directed by Kevin Colton and produced by Tim Motter, with original theme music by Kevin Colton and Tim Motter. Subscribe to keep up with the latest from the Impulse Forum. Email us at theimpulseforum at gmail.com to receive our newsletter. Pursue the Pulse today. Tune in to our next episode to hear South County Chamber of Commerce President Jocelyn Brennan say, and I don't even know what speed dating is really, so I don't know why I keep repeating that.